Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There's a ton going on, tons to get to. Lots to talk about. Great news with Kay at the bottom. We, we actually get into Doctor Who. Carrie, you ever do the Doctor Who? I, I do. I'm not a big no, Doctor Who guy. I've never watched that. I watched it when I was a kid, and it didn't make sense to me. I, I, I don't know. It just didn't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, I, she swears by it. And I guess there's a new one coming out with a pretty famous name. So that's part of it as well. But also, Russia used this hypersonic missile. The other day in Ukraine, I don't know if that's to just you know, flex their muscles or what the story was. We got a lot going on there. Plus, we talk about the uh, the people that were gathering outside of those hearings today for the for the Supreme Court nominee from Joe Biden. We'll get into all that and a whole lot more. It just happens to be your Monday. Uh huh. That's right. Motown to the Monday. Hopefully, you have a good start to your day. That is Carrie Lockie. Carrie, how are you? Just fine. Getting her done? Oh, yeah. But are you making it happen? Yes, of course. Big wine birthday? <laughs> I wouldn't say big, but... Wow, a little slow to answer. Did I partake? Yes, I did. I was on vacation. Absolutely. Your birthday, birthday or not, you're partaking. Let's not be stupid. <laughs> Maybe. She's going to be in a, a good spirit. She should, she should take a day off here and there, you know, once a year again, you know. Once a year. Hmm. That's it. That's Polo getting it done, making it happen. What's that? I got some Don't be sending me an email. Don't be sending me some email. Uh-uh. Uh, You're on the block list. Hmm. That's Sam making it happen. And I'm your talk monkey, Joe Pags. Make sure you stop on the website, JoePags.com, J-O-E-P-A-G-S dot C-O-M. Click on newsletter and sign up for the newsletter. Hello, what's the problem? It's free. Uh, you get a news story sent to your email. Plus, uh, at the time of the, it goes out just about when showtime is. And then you click on the, the link either to watch it or to listen. And you go there and you watch or you listen. Make that happen as well. Also, while you're there, you can contact me. And, and keep in mind, if you write me some snotty email, you're going to get a snotty email back. So the show prep guy writes me back, and he says that he's been doing show prep since before my father was born or something. I say, you could do show prep, you know, since before my grandfather was a thought in his daddy's, you know, mind. It doesn't mean that I need to stop my show and do your little show prep. I'm not clicking your links. Mm-hmm. Sparky. Mm. Call, you know, when you call somebody Sparky, they like that. Oh, yeah, you call somebody Sparky. They, 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 they really... It. Really, you know, enjoy the the, yeah. the, the sparky talk. Yeah. And listen, I am all for you sending me an email. Hey, research this. Check this out. You send it during the show and then wonder why I'm not doing it yet. You say, well, I thought you had more than three people working for you. Who are you? Go Stop do your own show. Prep and do your own show. Stop responding. Don't tell me to what to person. do. What, you had a birthday? Now suddenly you can tell me what to do? <laughs> yes, I'm telling you what to do. As your friend, stop responding. I tell the people... To write me the email, just don't be a smartass. Well, and they're always so stunned when I when people. I when I write back and I'm and I'm very direct with them. Mm-hmm. A lot of people probably don't think or think that you have other people working for you that read the emails and respond. 
I think a lot of people, when they send you those really snarky ones, don't expect you to respond. So when I say on the air, scroll down, click on contact, that email comes right to me. Yeah. They just think I'm lying? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're not listening. I don't know. But I think they're probably a little surprised. Oh, wow. It turns out, I've got a guy listening to my show right now who is the originator of show prep. Mm, Before this guy, there was no show prep. He is show prep man. Oh, wow. I've been doing show prep since before you were a snotty-nosed little kid. Okay, well. You have no time for any of that. Doing it for somebody else. So we've had Seth Dillon on. Seth Dillon is the boss at uh, the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee, if you don't know... Carrie, were you ever fooled by the Babylon Bee? I was at first. I didn't know that it was a satire uh, Maybe site. at first, uh, but then you you catch on pretty quick. I mean, really, really well-written site. Mm-hmm. Really very good. It's funny, yeah. It's very funny. It's just extremely appropriate. It is always on the top you know, news story or the top mm-hmm. news feed out there, and they're out there parodying or satirizing, he said, um, like the thing everybody's talking about. If you're at the at the water cooler at work talking about it, they're going to satirize it and make you laugh. Okay, I mean, at this point, if you're like the people who run Twitter, you know what the Babylon Bee is, right? Yes, absolutely. You can't not know what it is. Yeah, you have to. You're kind of silly. And I don't know that you could have satirized the story any better than what they did. It was completely ironic. It was completely satire. It was funny. And they ended up getting suspended. What do you have? From the Blaze satirical news website, Babylon Bee was reportedly suspended from Twitter on Sunday for what the social media platform determined to be hateful conduct. A Babylon Bee CEO, Seth Dillon, revealed Twitter had locked out the fake news publisher from its official account for alleged hateful conduct. According to the notice, Twitter suspended the Babylon Bee for writing, quote, The Babylon Bee's man of the year is Rachel Levine. The tweet included a link to a Babylon Bee article published on Tuesday, which had the same headline as the tweet. Last March, the Senate confirmed Dr. Rachel Levine as President Joe Biden's Assistant Secretary of Health at the Department of Health and Human Services, becoming the first openly transgender official ever confirmed by the upper chamber. The Babylon Bee article reads, Levine is the U.S. Assistant Secretary for Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, where he serves proudly as the first man in that position to dress like a Western cultural stereotype of a woman. He's also an admiral in the U.S. Public Health Service Commission Corps. What a boss. Uh, Rachel's original name is Richard Levine, but he changed it to Rachel for some strange reason a few years ago. Who cares? Who says a dude as accomplished as this can't be named Rachel? This king doesn't care what people think about him. The piece jokes. He often wears a dress, which some people think is weird, but he doesn't care one bit. Come on, men in India wear dress-type garments, don't they? The article was parroting US Today, USA Today, naming Levine as one of its Women of the Year. Rachel Levine is one of USA Today's Women of the Year, recognition of women across the country who've made a significant impact. The USA Today article reads, Dylan shared a screen cap of the suspension notice on his verified Twitter account. I mean, if you're going to satirize that story, the only satire I can see them doing is saying that the man who, who transitioned to a woman, allegedly, is now really a man. I mean, that's the satire. That's what that site does. And the unabashed censoring of people on social media just never ends until somebody does something to end it. This isn't okay. It, it isn't okay. 
you should be able to say whatever you want to say on Twitter, as long as you're not threatening somebody's life, uh, or any of you, they want to clamp down on profanity, which they haven't done, because the people on the left are cursing all the time. Um, you know, set those rules up in terms of service. But when you say the terms of service, in the terms of service, that they just have the right to do whatever they want, that doesn't make any sense if they're getting special liability protection from Section 230, which they are. So either take away the protection and let somebody like Seth sue them if they want, um, or leave the protection and make sure that they're a platform, not a publisher. And I'll explain this one more time. Actually, very simple. A platform is like a dish, an empty dish, and you go to you know the restaurant and they put stuff in the dish. The dish doesn't care what's on it. It's just the holder. A publisher is somebody who publishes books or magazines or newspapers and says, or websites, and says, we have decided not to publish this, which is what they've done with with Seth and with the Babylon Bee. They're acting as publishers, not as platforms. Platforms get that protection. Publishers don't. Got to be very careful of that. Um, for this site, I, I, I hope that he sticks to his guns. It's the same thing I faced, and I, I stayed off of Twitter for a few weeks. Probably, I think it was as many as six weeks, and then got back on. I deleted the tweet about hydroxychloroquine working, and then I made fun of them on their own site. I felt good about that. Seth says he's never, ever going to take the tweet down. And good. And you know what? With Getter growing and Truth Social growing, and if Parler ever comes back, they're going to have a real competition here to keep people engaged on their site. It's going to become an echo chamber, and you won't have any conservative voices whatsoever. And if you don't, then it's going to be half the site that it used to be. To give you an example, on Getter, I've got 160,000 now. On Twitter, I've got 109,000. Been on Twitter since 2009. Been on Getter for less than a year. That's, that's a big deal. That's working. Truth Social, as you get on there, look for me at Joe Pags, at J-O-E-P-A-G-S. Um, I'm at over 10,000 now on Truth. So other sites are gaining steam. Other sites are igniting. And eventually, it's going to cost these companies billions, not just millions, billions of dollars, once there is a proper alternative that they can't take down. When Parler was challenging them, they took it down. These other sites are definitely more contemplative, and they're doing it better. They're doing it better, and hopefully they've got the, the safeguards in place to stop them from being taken down. So your thoughts about this. A lot of you know the Babylon Bee. A lot of you saw Seth on this on this program. I reached out to Seth last night, texted him. He said he's going to try to get on at some point. Couldn't make it happen today, so we'll keep you updated on when we can have him. But, I mean, this is really kind of amazing. If you think about it, one of the most well-known sites or websites that also has a social media presence is the Babylon Bee. And this should, listen, if I, if I wasn't a big enough name or if I didn't really make a big enough mark for these legislators to say, hey, what are you doing with, with PAGs, maybe this one will. And I hope that it does. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Stay right here. Joe Pags.
Great to have you. It's a Motown Monday, the Joe Pag Show. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Lots going on. Bottom of the hour, the Cray News with Kay. Uh, three stories that are going to definitely be interesting to you. Kind of crazy, kind of interesting. Make sure you stick around for that. Um, Carrie, I think I have time for um, for the vice president. I mean, just such an important mm, piece of, uh, of audio and video. Yeah, we need to hear it again. Yeah. That I, I just really think for those message. who didn't hear the previous hours, um, look, I, we know that I'm not a Kamala Harris fan. Let's be honest. I mean, that's, I mean, it's just, I'm not going to lie about that. Yeah, that's true. We all know that, I think. I'm, I'm not a huge Kamala Harris fan. Yeah. But sometimes she'll drop a nugget. You know what I'm saying? She dropped something. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm. it just makes you, it makes you think to yourself, well, not, now I understand why she's the vice president. Here's a little something that, about um, the passage of time that you may not have known. Mm. The governor and I, and we were all... Um, doing a tour of the library here, right, and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right, right, uh huh. Right, the significance of the passage of time. Significant. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time <laughs> in terms of what we need to do mm. to lay these wires. What we I just have to stop because I just yes. love she goes right back to it. <laughs> the significance of the passage of time, and then she says, she reiterates it like I understand. You want me this to is know how that you're saying the significance this is yes. right. It is yes. significant. That's why she and keeps then, saying it. But then like another sentence and a half in, she just says it again, almost like a throwaway. Hmm. Because of the significance of the passage of time. That's and don't worry, she's going to say it again. So um, I just, again, the second most powerful person in the free world, Kamala Harris. The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here. Right. right and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time. Significant, right. Yeah. Right. The significance of the passage of time. Way to reiterate. Great. So when you think Don't about say it, again. it, there is great significance to the passage of time <laughs> in terms what? of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. Yeah. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. I'm going to need a drug test. Mm. I'm just going to put it out there. Because you know, right afterwards, what happened was, woo! She's like, I nailed that one. And everybody's nodding. You know I mean? Yes. Yes, oh, you, you get She's it. looking the right at him. They're time. nodding at her. She's nodding at it them. Everybody's nodding sense. together. Yeah. You know, around yeah. dinner tonight, they're all going to sit around and say, hey, kids, do not ever <laughs> dismiss the significance. I'm going to tell my kids passage. that when I get home. I and dare you. I triple dog dare you. And I want you to roll video on your on your cell phone. Okay. Boys, come here. I got to talk to you. It's very important. This Let's is significant. Talk to you about the significance, really. Of the passage. I'm telling time. you. While it's watching television tonight, time. I might announce that to the family. The significance. Oh, I think you should. I think we all need of the to. passing of time. Actually, that's how significant it is. It's we might actually watch time. that soundbite on a roll. Mm-hmm. We might mm-hmm. just do that. I think that'd be great. Yeah. I thought it was should. important to play that again. Now, again, I have done uh, what some would deem a very funny TikTok on that. Carrie wouldn't, because a doesn't look at TikTok and B doesn't think I'm funny. True. But um, yeah, so uh, it, there's, it, it's, I did it during the show. And uh, I'll say this because people give me a hard time because my camera's too close to my face. Mm. But then at the, it's, at, the, at the same time, I'll get a bunch of you. What color are your eyes? Are they blue? Or are they, what, what, oh, what are they? Oh, give me a break. Ugh. No, I get that. They're not, saying, they're not saying they're pretty. They just say, want to know what color they are. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Why do you always right. assume that it's something but, narcissistic? Oh, your eyes. Look at your eyes. I'm not eyes. like you. Oh, they're Carrie, so look, you look at me. Look at my girl. Oh, I got my hair cut. <laughs> 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 no, that's me. Crap <laughs> <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm here all day. I can get a notice. <laughs> um, so it, it, I'm so close to the camera here <sighs> that you won't have a question about my eye color anymore. It's, it's just we there. You should back off just a little bit. 
Well, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot wrangle. my TikTok like you do. Oh, that's right. You don't do TikTok for the do. people. <laughs> I do not. I'm not on the no, talk. I've gotten two emails from uh, emails <laughs> from people. Emails, too. Two emails from people who say I should rickroll myself because I wish you a happy oh. birthday. Oh. <laughs> oh. You probably should. these people know the rule? Actually. They don't know the rule? You can't rickroll yourself? Why can't you? See, that's why I need a button. I need a rickroll button for you when you do stuff like that. Really? Yeah. No, you get no button. Now, first of all, um, no, the rules are simple. It was your birthday. I considered getting you a button. Then I said, she hasn't got me anything in seven years. I'm not getting her anything. (laughs) Oh, come on. Nothing. Nothing. I got you this year. You got me for the past seven. (laughs) Did you enjoy it? It was great. Yeah, thanks. Tasted good? Appreciated it. Yeah. So um, the rules are very simple. I can never get rickrolled because I am the host. Mm. I'm the host. And I yeah. can I can praise you because, you know, we, we've been doing this a long time. We're friends. I'm allowed. But if you call my show, you must hold me on high. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, that is how it goes. Yeah. That, yes. That's not the rule? Yeah. It I thought that be. was the rule. It sounds like a wrong rule, actually. It sounds like a really bad rule. But When they name the show the Carrie Lockie Show, then you can make that decision. I oh, know. Joe Pags and Carrie. They didn't Lockie do that. Show. Nope. That, that no. has a ring mm. to it, and then I could get a button. Hold on, headache. But I could mm. get a button, mm-hmm. like a brain freeze, just from you speaking. <laughs> it's as if I took a big <laughs> chunk of ice cream just and ate so it all mean. at once. But, yeah. So uh, no, I cannot rickroll myself, but I will rickroll that ass if you call in and mm-hmm. somehow hold Carrie on high. And um, I'm just saying, I'm not going to. Did you rickroll AJ two hours ago? I did. Ago? AJ I got remember. rickrolled today. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. He got rickrolled. Okay. You don't remember. I don't. I actually rickrolled him. I said, yes, I, rick- I, I got a hard time rickrolling ago. AJ. That was a long time, was a long time that ago. That was four glasses of wine ago is what no, it was. No, no. I have not. All right. I've only got about a minute, minute and a half. Give mm. me some Fauci because double mask Fauci is back and he's threatening wow. us again. Uh, this is on JoePags.com. Uh, Dr. Oh, good website. Good website mm-hmm. there. Dr. Anthony Fauci returned to the mainstream media over the weekend as cases of COVID continue to plunge across the USA, reminding Americans they should be ready to pivot to new restrictions of infection as infections begin to rise. Uh, we can't just say we're done. Now we're going to move on. Fauci told CNN's Jake Tapper, we've got to be able to be flexible because we're dealing with a dynamic situation. Hopefully the cases will continue to come down as the weather gets warmer, Fauci said. We're not dealing with a more severe variant. And number two, the protection that's afforded by vaccination and boosting as well as prior infection is really comparable to the BA1, Fauci added. So the only difference is that it spreads a bit more efficiently, which is the reason why in the UK and in certain European countries, they are seeing an uptick or a turnaround and the beginning of some mini or moderate surges there. So do we know where Fauci was for like three weeks? He no. comes back, you know, double, no. triple masking it, and he's warning us all, and then hints that he might not uh, look to keep the job, or that Biden was hinting that they're looking for a replacement. Wait, do we know anything about where the hell this guy was? Uh, I sure don't. No, I don't think he's answered that. So, Doctor, shut your face. You should pivot your your face off my pivot. TV. You have to pivot. Exactly. I guess you can pivot. <laughs> pivot. Um, all right. So there you go, uh, Doctor Fauci, warning us again. Anytime the guy shows, he never shows up and say, "Hey, how's it going? Let's have a cup of coffee." It's always, "Hey, we're all." Die. <laughs> Where's the good news? Come on. Right? Yes. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Cray News when we come back. Stay here. Don't be an A-Dub. Stay with the Joe Pags Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Always glad to have back a family member. She's a part of the team, and we love doing Cray News with Kay on Mondays. Kay, Kay Smythe, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How are you? Did you uh, have a good weekend? I did have a good weekend, and hopefully you did as well. Um, uh, by the way, I posted the parody, and you were just jamming to the parody. People should go and check that out over on Rumble or Twitter or Getter, anywhere you happen to be. But I appreciate yeah. you enjoying the song. Some people didn't love the song, but, but you thought it was okay. No, I, I thought it was more than okay. I thought it was one of the funniest you've done. And, you know, I have a lot of big feelings about this as a like a subject matter. Yes. And um, I loved it. I, I, I actually really loved it. I sent it to a couple of the people that I know Good. in the neighborhood who I know would enjoy it. So everyone should do the same. Send it to someone you love. And the topic, of course, subject matter is Leah Thomas. If you guys haven't seen that, it's all on, on all the social media. Go and check it out. And yes, Kay is jamming to the tune uh, uh, as, as we were doing it as well on Friday. Let's get into some Cray news. And we'll get into Doctor Who later, and I think we're going to disagree on Doctor Who because I don't get it, to be honest with you. But uh, there are a couple of stories that really did make big news this weekend. One was this allegation, not even an allegation, Russia says they used some different kind of missile, and I know you well say missile, um, but but I, I had never even heard of this before. What was this, and did they actually use it? So we don't know whether they actually used it, but Russia is claiming to have used what's known as a hypersonic missile. So a, a missile that can literally travel, I think it's like five times faster than the speed of sound or something crazy like that. I don't know. I'm not a mathematician, yes. um, as you know very well. I do. But this missile has never actually been used in warfare before. And now what we've also seen online is a lot of video circulating that seems to show this missile. I used a video in my article that um, our mutual friend Jack Posobiec posted to his social media. Now, Joe, China, Russia, North Korea, even us, like we've all been developing these missiles for quite a while. I think we've been developing them here in the United States since since about the year 2000. Never been used before ever in warfare. And these things, they're capable of carrying nuclear, like armed nuclear devices, bombs, dirty bombs, what what have you. And you know that I'm the first person screaming from the rooftops that we should all be more fearful of the nuclear threat. I think the Democrats are playing it down enormously. And so if it gets like actually confirmed that this hypersonic missile was used, that just escalated this war tenfold, in my opinion. It's uh, Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Uh, go follow her, Kay Smythe, and Smythe is S-M-Y-T-H-E dot com. KaySmythe.com. There's no E at the end of K. Stop it. Um, also, follow on all the social media. She's very active on Instagram, very active on Twitter. So go and follow there. She's a writer for The Daily Caller, and that's a, this was, was one of the stories that you wrote. Hypersonic was something I'd never heard of before, but you're right. It's five times the, sp- the speed of sound. Speed of sound, I believe, is 600 miles an hour. So that's a 3,000-mile-an-hour missile coming at somebody that that's unbelievable we've heard about supersonic which is just over the the the, the speed of sound but uh, why why would you need something i mean from 3000 miles away it, it i mean that it takes almost no time at all that's crazy why was that necessary and why is he bragging about it is that putin in your opinion trying to tell the rest of the world don't mess with us we've got this Yes, and I also wrote an article last week that basically outlined this exactly what you just explained, Joe. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. Russia is uh, not actually one of the strongest military forces in the world. They need a lot of backup if they if they are going to want to win this war. Yeah. Um, and I think that using this missile or claiming to have used this missile is just the next step in the progression for Putin. He's already said that if the West gets involved, i.e. us, that he's going to take this thing nuclear. He said that since the beginning. 
Um, he said that if we create a no-fly zone, like he's made a lot of threats about that. Um, and so I think that this is just his way of sort of uh, physically, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't want to say prevaricating, because I think that's like way too soft. Right. Um, but he's he's escalating this now to the next level, because we've just spent the entire weekend um, and like all of last week basically saying that Russia is weak. And uh, this is him saying, uh, no, we're not. Well, to use layman's terms, he's flexing his military muscle. Um, but, but you're right in what you just said. He's not as strong a military force as the rest of the world would have us believe. That's why, I mean, Kay, he's getting direct help from China, is he not? I, I, I don't At least through know. finances, it, it appears. I mean, I don't mean militarily, but through finances. And China sort of says, hey, we're still going to trade with Russia. I mean, if nothing else, they give moral support to Russia by saying, yeah, we're, we're good friends. We're fine. No problem. And, and that almost to me, and again, your opinion is, is always welcome. If you don't want to, that's fine as well. But it appears to me that China's saying, don't take them too lightly because we've got their back. Yeah, that I I actually completely agree with you. And I think if this does go to the sort of next level, it's going to look like China joining forces with Russia in a way more open and deliberate way. Um, I think that if they decide to move in on Taiwan, yeah. that's basically them saying, yeah, let's do World War Three. We're going to go do Taiwan whilst uh Putin recreates the Soviet Union. They've already taken Hong Kong, um, but I think that's a little uh, that was a little easier to take just due to like sort of like geographical proximity. Right. And we've talked about this before on the show. Yeah. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, China's no friend of ours. Is, is the, hey, Katie, you think there's a wink and a nod? And, and here's what I mean: while the while the Olympics were happening in Beijing. Um, you, we know that China, well, we know allegedly the rumor is that China said, Hey, you can go into Ukraine if you want, but don't do it while the Olympics are on. Don't mess up our, our spotlight. And in fact, Putin waited as soon as the Olympics were over, he went in. Do you think mm -hmm. there might be a wink and a nod here as well with Taiwan? Cause we know that planes have flown over Taiwan, but they haven't done anything. Do you think that this is imminent or not? I think it's absolutely imminent. I think it's been imminent for a long time. I think it didn't happen under Trump because Trump, as he said to Putin over Ukraine, if you do that, I will flatten Moscow. And right. I think that he uh, also kept Taiwan safe by saying the same to uh, Xi Jinping. I think, you know, Trump was a force to be reckoned with on a global scale that Biden is just not. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I also think he's a, compromised. I think a nod is a good way of putting it. I also think that Biden's compromised. It's uh, Cray News with Kay on a Monday. Go and follow her, KaySmythe.com, on the Daily Caller, on Twitter, on Instagram, other social media. Go and find her right now. Let's talk about the SCOTUS pick. Um, mm -hmm. This is an interesting one. Lindsey Graham, who, who I, I sometimes agree with, sometimes I don't. I think he's wishy-washy. I think he's a McCain Republican, which is not necessarily great all the time. Um, but but he came out today with a great opening statement. We're not going to look into your dating history. We're not going to find out if you had a beer in college. Uh, we're going to go uh, off of what we know you've decided in court. Or we're going to go by your history. And uh, we also want to find out why Soros and the far left back you. Um, mm -hmm. You told me earlier today, and I, and I hope that you'll talk about this. I know that you've written a story about this for the Daily Caller as well, that you've got abortion protesters out front. And right before we started, I said pro or against. And your answer was? Both. Interesting. So she's sad. inside. We, we know that she's a pro-abortion lady when she was not mm -hmm. a judge yet. We know that that's what she's for. And I expected maybe the pro-life crowd to show up, but they're both going at it. Fill me in. So, uh, you know, as with any kind of major political uh, movement in this day and age, you're going to have protesters there. There are a lot of people with a lot of spare time on their hands who are going to go stand outside of buildings and scream. 
Obviously, in this case, it's screaming to protect the lives of unborn children. So I think right. it's a little bit more important than uh, some of the protests we've seen in the past. Yep. Uh, but no, we had both sides kind of going at it. It was uh, the sort of pro-life crowd were definitely louder, definitely more, I, I hate to say it like this, but just way more polite. Like there were <laughs> videos of the pro-choice people, this hideous woman, and I don't mean the way, well, I kind of do mean the way she looks, but also like in her mannerisms, just walking around giving people the finger. And I just think like, that's the level of respect that we're talking about here. But Joe, another part of that article that um, maybe I didn't bring up before when we were okay. chatting, was uh, I didn't realize how much this woman's uh, past history as a judge has actually been very, very, very lenient on uh, sex offenders. Very, yeah. Very lenient. And you know that that is a topic that is very close to uh, me, my work, and the work that I do. Uh, you know, I work with organizations who try to mitigate um, any kind of uh, sex offense um, at all. Right. Um, but I... it. <laughs> After living in Los Angeles and living under what is, you know, California, the bastion of George Soros backed progressive hellscapishness. Right. Um, I, I really do fear for the rest of America with having a woman like this who has such a consistent track record of uh, essentially letting men and women who were owed 15 to 30 years in prison just off the hook, essentially. Um, I think that there is a special place in hell, and I think there there is no place. This is going to sound extreme. I don't think there's any place in society for people who commit any kind of offense against children, um, even if it's just, you know, not physical, but like owning that kind of content um, in any way, shape or form. I just I just don't see the point in like those people existing I, I'm not, um, I'm not suggest in society. I'm not suggesting that women should be OK with it. Men and women both should be direly against any sexual assault, abuse of anybody of any age of any gender. Having said that, can you imagine for a second that a female, and she's of the gender that is most normally, most usually victimized by sexual assault and, and hideous treatment and abuse, how could she ever be so lenient and so light on sex abusers? I mean, as a judge, her sentences have been ridiculous. As a defense attorney, what, what she tried to you know, keep out of jail was ridiculous. Can you imagine any, and I, I know what your history is, and you, you and I have spoken with it, uh, about it privately. You've spoken about it on the show. I can't imagine you can even come to terms with this. What, what the hell is she thinking? I don't know. I think she's honestly, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I think that if... Uh... She has that kind of sway. I think she's a monster. And the worst part about this, Joe, is that a lot of the people that she has let go are actually, uh, it's it's child-related offenses. And I don't want to go into too much details. It's a Monday. Everyone's Crazy. had a long day. Right, right. Um, but I just think that she is a monster. And the fact that she could potentially be on the Supreme Court dictating the law of the land that really frightens me. Unfortunately, Kay, for half of America, it doesn't matter what a monster she is. She's black, she's female, and she leans left. That's all they care about. 50% mm -hmm. already want her to get in there. That's why what you just brought forward is so important for the millions listening to hear. Um, and I hope that more people will see and hear that as, as they go in the media, not just on my show. It's Kay Smythe. Check her out every Sunday morning on Newsmax. She did great yesterday. Uh, and also during the week when they, when they ask, uh, we have her on as often as we possibly can. Cray News with Kay every Monday at least now let's talk about dr dr who now here's the yes. thing 
you're way younger than I am. You're like half my age. So when I was growing up, you weren't even a thought in, your, in, in daddy and mommy's eyes. I was flipping around late at night, and back then we had three or four channels. We didn't have 82,000 channels on our cable or satellite. And I would flip through, and there would be some dude with an English accent on some show, and it was called Doctor Who. Now, I put that show on. I mean, we were talking about Doctor Who, right? Not Doctor No. Yep. That's something different. It's Doctor Who. Right. So I popped it on, and here's this guy, and I can almost describe his face. I don't know his name. But the guy playing Doctor Who, I, I gave him 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and I was a kid who really, really ingested my surroundings, and I like accents, as you know. Cat didn't get it. It was just so dumb. It was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going, I want to like this. It's culture. Uh, obviously, the guy's from England somewhere or something. And, and, and I really tried to get into it. It was the most boring, slow-paced thing. It made my face hurt. And when you you texted me earlier, oh, my God, Doctor Who, this is great. And I retweeted it for you. I was like, why? Why is this so great? Now, fill me in. Is this a, a European thing? Is this a cultural thing? Do you like the slow pace? Or did I just catch him on a bad episode? Fill me in. I think you definitely caught him on a bad episode. So here's okay. So here's my personal story and relationship with Doctor Who. So okay. as you know, I'm from South Wales in the UK. I've heard, yeah. From a town called Swansea. Yes. Now, Swansea uh, is not the, it's, you know, I, I don't want to compare it to anywhere, but it's kind of, uh, it's a bit of a messy city. I love it. I okay. love it. I'm from there, but it's it's not the best place ever. Sure. And so Doctor Who, the one that you're talking about, it was taken off the air years, years before. Yeah, this was um, like the late 70s I'm talking about or something yeah. when I saw it, yeah. Yeah, so uh, a chap called Russell T. Davis uh, decided to relaunch Doctor Who. Now, I might get some of these, like, facts wrong, but this is just, like, my understanding. Sure. And so my mom grew up with Doctor Who, and she said it was the scariest thing she ever saw ever in her life as a child. And so I was still pretty young at the time. She was like, listen, why don't we give it a go? It's this guy, Christopher Eccleston. He's going to be playing the Doctor. We've got Billy Piper, who's going to be playing the sidekick. Why don't we watch this and use this as like a mother-daughter bonding thing? We'll watch it every week together. Oh, Joe, it changed my life. You loved it. So, Absolutely. And so I was still pretty young. And, you know, uh, similarly to uh, how, how you grow up, grew up, uh, yes. I grew up in a very, very working class coal mining town. Yes. We had like four channels. So, you know, we were limited in what we could watch. But what Russell T. Davis and Stephen Moffat did in terms of, creating a cultural phenomenon around uh, the relaunch of Doctor Who was absolutely incredible. So okay. I stopped watching it not long after uh, Matt Smith took over as the Doctor. So we had Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, who I actually cried earlier thinking about the final scene between him and Billy Piper's character. Such but, a chick. Um, Such true Whovians will know what I'm talking about. It's one of the most <laughs> emotional things I've ever seen on television. Okay. Um, and so I stopped watching it because I think I went off to university or like, I don't know, I discovered drinking and smoking or something what? when I was a teenager. I know, wild. Um, and so I kind of like fell out of touch with it. And I didn't really, like after what was the emotional roller coaster of Russell T. Davis's reimagining of Doctor Who, right. it was hard for me to keep up after after even like David Tennant and, you know, the doctor and Rose, it was just, it, it was like being 
part of someone's life. I get it now. No, no, without a doubt, I now understand you loved it. I still think it was boring, <laughs> but you loved it. Now, I'm, I've got 20 seconds. Tell me why we're talking about Doctor Who. It's coming back. Because Hugh Grant is going to be the new Doctor. And Hugh Grant <laughs> has to be the new Doctor. If Hugh Grant is the new Doctor, I'm. it's going to be the only show I've watched ever. It's going to be so good. He should have been the Doctor at some point before. Oh, my God. Russell T. Davis is, is coming this back. Is this TV or movie? TV or movie? What, what is this going to be? TV or movie? TV. All right. I'll wa- okay, I will watch it. God's sakes, calm down. I will watch it, but I just don't know that I'm going to be able to get into it. Hopefully, it'll be a different thing than I remember because that one episode I saw, I was like, come on, dude. I almost fell asleep. I was like, I, and you know me, I'm up all night. I mean, I, I'm going to fall asleep watching TV, but this thing was just boring me. I will take your advice. I will watch you, Grant, do it, and I appreciate you. We got to go. Can you believe that? We got. We have to go. It's Cray News with Kay, ksmythe.com. Follow her everywhere. Kay, thanks a million. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Joe. It's going to be so great. Ah! <laughs> We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Yeah, Doctor, I never got into Doctor Who. I never quite understood it. It just seemed very weird, very artsy-fartsy to me. I'm not an artsy-fartsy guy. I'm just going to put it out there. Let's do some pop culture. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula. What's going on, brother? So, I think we've talked about this before, um, but Maury Povich, you, you ever watched that show? I, a long time ago. I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, but yeah. I had, I had not realized that he's been on for 31 years. Stop it. Yeah. Wow. And You are not the father. Right. Well, he's also not going to be the host anymore because after 31 years, he's retiring. Yeah, he's still married to Connie Chung, right? I believe so. They were like a power couple that most people didn't even realize that they were, they were married. I wonder what she's doing, too. She hasn't done anything in a long time. Well, good run for it. 31 years is a long-ass time. Maybe yeah. you should take a break. Take a breath. Yeah, he's going to retire, who daddy is. I guess, and then uh, they'll run reruns and syndication. Wow. All right, we got to get out of here. That's Polo. That's Sam. Carrie's out of here. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. I'm not going